The fake social three here. feet we doing? I'm not here. No, no. <laughs> the fake social distance. I social distance though. Y'all the most people I've been around. Like form, just a bit of a break from the norm. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's your girl Shantizi, and we are back with Come and Talk Podcast. And it's your favorite stylist, favorite stylist, Kim Dillinger, the fashion gangster. Come on, do it for me, Galise. What's that? Do it, do it. Go ahead, just do it, just say it. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Come on. It's Kalise the Beast in Yeah! <laughs> And we have two very special guests in the building. I'm really excited for this interview. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Um, good afternoon. My name is Uber J. Sanchez. It's a pleasure um, for you guys to have me here. I'm a menswear and women's wear fashion designer, bespoke clothing, garçon couture, and shoes, Illy and Gilly. All right. All right. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. My name is Chris Dredd, and people tend to call me a sociologist, metaphysician, different titles, but, you know. Did you ever get influencer? That new term? Influencer, you know, all of those things, you know. Listen, I watch a couple couple of your videos. We're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. Anything y'all want to talk you about? You be putting us in our places. <laughs> right. Dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> I be like, what Chris about talking about? <laughs> um, but... Thank you so much for coming. I wanted to, I was really excited about your interview because one, you make clothing for men and you make clothing I like. Cause I like suits. I like guys that could put a little splash in their suit. Khalees don't look at me like that, I do. <laughs> He's like, when? He's like, when? Um, so what was your inspiration behind, um, you know, just deciding to design yeah. for men? I think it was trying to change the narrative of the black man. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, we're the underdogs, and they don't expect us to walk into a room showing out um, physically and also internally, meaning that us being able to, you know, express our feelings and emotions in the correct way, but also show up for the job, looking the right way. You know, a lot of us don't know how to, didn't know how to tie a tie growing up or seeing a man that looked like us wearing a suit, you know, or like being able to understand dress code etiquette, whether it be streetwear or fine wear. Khalees has his opinions on that. Go ahead, Khalees. He always telling us when we go into the office, why are you dressing up for the man? Why, be you. Mm. <laughs> no, you're not going to let him be you dressing up. I, I'm, not, I'm not backing down from that comment. Business attire is normally associated with dressing European. It would, it very, it would, it wouldn't, um, be very hard for you to get a job if, let's say, you went in there dressed in cultural Japanese attire or West African attire, like they're not gonna accept you in certain realms. They want you to fit in. So you feel like we selling out when we go put on one of his suits? Nah, cause he got a spin to it. Yeah, I already checked my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he got a spin to it. <laughs> he gives you the best of both worlds. And that's exactly why I, me personally bought a suit and he actually educated me, gave me the right fit. We had a lot of conversations about color schemes. So mm -hmm. it was excellent mm -hmm. consolidation. Cons how you say that word? Consolidation? Nah. Cons Cons anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now we have we have two different types of people here. We have one person who is pushing entrepreneurship, and we have another person that's pushing what I see or what I've gathered is spirituality. Well, it's a, it's a you know it's a, a plethora a of different things you know. But to segue off of what you just said, like 
just knowing our history is very important because if you understand high fashion, high style, that came from us, yep. especially a group of men or black people, indigenous to this planet called the Moors. Mm -hmm. This is where the Maury Gators come from. This is where a lot of fashion and, you know, suits and three pieces. If I look at, um, uh, what's his name? Damn, I Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, musician, actor. Designer. Sometimes you know it, but it's yeah. like you want to get uh, it yourself. No, I don't want your help. Yeah. Anyway, I got this. The, the, I'm going to get back to that, but the history of black fashion, you know, heavily influences the modern day fashion, what we call Eurocentric fashion. But it's really coming from us. You know, we started that style. So now we see the, the hood and, you know, the baggy jeans, the, you know, jeans halfway off your butt. All of that stuff came from the degenerate form of growing up in poverty mm. and different things like that. So we are a part of all facets of fashion. We right. know how to dress up, we know how to dress down. But let's not always confuse it with that coming from somewhere else. It came from us, yeah. they copied it, and we have to, you know, demand that we, you know, kind of yeah. take back that, you know, that style. But it's good that you're doing that, yeah. I'm happy. Right, we should definitely talk that up because that's not what it is. If you type it in, it would definitely come up as European 1800s. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the word twerk. Right. You type it in, a white girl's popping a booty. So yeah. they, they took our shit and just yep. reverse yeah, it. Absolutely, absolutely. With that being said, how is it, is it for you being black in fashion? Because I'm a stylist as well. I work in the fashion industry. How is it for you as a black designer? I mean, I quit my job three and a half years ago to do it full time because I needed to, I needed for the company to work at a high level. And with that, it needed to, meet, to, to be there actually 100% of the time. It's been challenging, but we've been supported by the black community. Yeah, you was just miles featured away, in Ebony. You know? Yeah, yeah, we've yes. been featured on Ebony, mm -hmm. Essence. We've been, That's what's up, right? we've been like best, our celebrities that we've dressed have been best dressed all the time. You know, like Caleb yes. McLaughlin from Stranger Things for the nice. Emmys, for the Oscars. We've done Rotimi, Charlamagne the God, um, nice. Joel Embiid for All-Star Weekend. We've done NBA, um, the NBA Awards. And all of these people we've dressed always gotten best dress. Mm -hmm. And they've been people of the African diaspora, which is what we strive for. I like strive for like the black dollar, you know, mm -hmm. striving the black dollar and for us to get stronger as a culture. So I just take pride in that. And that's been good for us where they support us as much as we support them as fans. Now, I want to segue above Stronger as a culture. I feel like that's a good segue. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, sure. you talk about, like like I said, I've been reading, looking yeah. on your page, researching, yeah, like, something. I gotta I know my that. shit. If I'm talking to this man, I'm gonna have to know something. And one thing that you talk about a lot is raising your frequency. frequency. Can you get into that and let us know a little sure. bit more? Sure, the, the whole concept of raising the frequency is that you know, there's certain things that we can do that enables our frequency to be high. You know, there's a frequency for everything. There's a frequency for cancer. There's a frequency for, you could be physically alive, but walking dead because your frequency is so low. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a frequency for the common cold, you know. So different things like negative music lowers your frequency. Um, and that, that being, Music with curse words or music that's talking about Me negativity. Negative. Music that draws the negative concepts to the mind. Okay. So if it, you know, if black people is consuming tons of music that are, that's violent, mm -hmm. um, self hatred, mm -hmm. you know, disrespectful to our women, children, mm -hmm. no regards mm -hmm. for 
them as human beings, mm -hmm. this is going to perpetuate in the mind because again, um, music is uh, melanin put to scale. So our inner drums have melanin just like our eyes, mm -hmm. you know. So when we hear these 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 tonings and these deep vibrational beats, along with really negative lyrics, that sticks into your subconscious. Yep. And the subconscious is what you do, is who you are, is what you become, mm -hmm. you know. So that's very important. Eating healthy, eating foods that's high in alkaline, a lot of oxygen, you know, within the foods helps raise the frequency. It keeps your body healthier and diff different things like that. You know, just being around good people, positive relationships. You know, some, you could be in a relationship with somebody that's very negative, and you could feel like you're dying because you're mm -hmm. around this person Did every that. single day, right? Yep. That can make you cancerous, literally. It could induce cancer in your body, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, raising your frequency is just a lifestyle that pertains to, you know, being positive, positive music, good food, you know, mm -hmm. rather than, you know, Popeyes and alcohol and stuff like that, and just acidic stuff. So, you know, that's the basic of what I would say, you know, keeping the frequency high. Okay, do you have anything? I'm switching it up. I'm going from the, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm trying to get it done. Do you have anything that you're working on right now? Any specific um, line? Well, you I'm have your line, on, but. I'm working on a book right now for us. Oh, okay. Ooh. It's uh, called okay. For Us? No, no. Okay. For the culture. Oh, it's <laughs> 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 it's called Excellence in Every Thread, and that's the motto of the company, Gospel mm. Tour. But Excellence in Every Thread is deeper than just clothes. It's really about like how we feel on the inside. Um, we've evolved excellence in you. So it's broken down into three sections. Mm -hmm. It's the appearance, it's the mental, and the approach. Mm -hmm. So the appearance is um, how a man should have hygiene, how you should practice hygiene, mm -hmm. right? How you should um, groom, mm -hmm. how you should how a shoe should fit, you know, understanding dress codes, mm -hmm. like th the basic things of appearance, right? And then the mental is speaking about emotional intelligence, personal development, getting therapists, mm -hmm. understanding masculinity and femininity, um, being able to be around people who actually uplift you and understands like your vibrations. Right? Raise your frequency. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> for the most part. Under understanding yeah. the mental part of that as a man. And then it's the approach. So the approach is, you know, how do you ask um, a young lady out? Mm -hmm. Oh, how do you vacation with your fellas? How do you tip? How do you pair wines together? These basic things that a lot of us didn't know growing up. Mm -hmm. So it's broken down into three sections, and it's a book for men of all ages. From Can't take that for granted because a lot right. of us ain't raised with fathers. You know what I mean? Right. So none of my friends have fathers, so you know those little things. Mm -hmm. You know. That's so deep. Yeah. yeah. That's so deep to hear you saying that as an adult. Mm -hmm. To yeah, say absolutely. that none of your friends that I'm assuming are adults, yeah, just no, like no, you, no, yeah. don't have the like men really be having kids and just right. cold these turkey. And these are traumas continue in ge through generations because of the past, and like it trickles down yeah. Yeah. if you don't break the curse or if you don't understand like your emotional intelligence or understand that you don't have no one to speak to about mm -hmm. a bunch of traumas. Right. That thing trickles down to the kids, and then the kids do the mm -hmm. same thing to their kids. And also spiritual intelligence, yeah. and you know right. I feel like in the black diaspora, we lack spiritual intelligence, whereas we so focus on religion, and religion has, um, you know, did a pathology of, um, you know, just this continual generational thing where we're not changing our own, you know, perspective reality because we're waiting for God, you know, and especially because our, this <laughs> Jesus that they're praising is not in the form of what we know, of what we identify or with. what we so, should know. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you just... Look at the Jesus Christ story. If you go back to the Greek story that um, was before that, this 
Isis and Horus, and then the one before that was Aset and Haru. So there's original Jesus Christ stories that are black, and we refuse to go to the source. We rather go to this one that we adopted only after slavery. So all of these things, and you know, the mass incarcerations that our fathers went through, 15 years in jail for a nickel Still bag happening. of weed, right. that's, that's ridiculous. Then you have um, the millions of black men in this country that are missing due to organ harvesting and you know, different things like that. Black men are very viable. They're the most viable human being in the world. Um, melanin is the most expensive mineral in the world mm-hmm. on top of gold, platinum, all of that. So there's uh, you know, a lot of you know, information that shows how much men is actually missing than the homosexual um, agenda that's being forced in our community, no. even biochemically <coughs> as the chemical atrazine that that black scientist discovered that they was putting in our food and air and water that would turn male tadpoles to female tadpoles and female tadpoles to male tadpoles. So that's actually in the water that we drink showering, the air that we breathe, the chemtrails, all of these things. So Khalees, you talk about that a lot. The way how, <coughs> excuse me, the way how they seem, the, the way they're bringing that homosexuality into the schools and how it's being, it's almost as if it's a, I don't have, and I say this, every time we talk about this on this show, I don't have an issue with nobody. Do what you want to do. Of However, why am I going to have to worry about this being in the school with my five-year-old? Why is that, why is it so important to advertise that? Why is it so important to push it onto my five-year-old boy? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost as if they're trying to, what's, what's the word? Emasculate. Emasculate. Emasculate our black men. So, but he exactly doesn't want, you, they don't want you guys to be what you guys have always been for the women. So they want to emasculate you guys. I mean, that's how I take it. No, it's absolutely true. Because the emasculation agenda is set forth, not like I said, not only biochemically, but it's all in their cartoons now. It's in the music now. It's in the people that they put on tell a vision. It's, it's just mm-hmm. the images that we get. And, you know, this is a major issue. And, again, I love everybody, too. But our homosexual brothers and sisters at a time had a particular etiquette about being homosexual. Mm-hmm. Now they have help from some omnipotent power that be, right? And you can see that now it's an agenda when they're forcing it on children and all yeah. kind of things. And you see something is, you know, something is almost at a precipice where it's like, yo, all right, let's just let's go, let's mm-hmm. just force it, you know. Yeah. And we have to pay attention to stuff like that as black people. You know? It's it's in everything. It's in all of our favorite shows. Yeah. Our athletes now with their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Shade. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't remember growing up like that. No, no, no. The posters, the bus rides, the trains. I'm like, where is this coming from? Uh, and let us reiterate. We love, we love everybody. everybody. Yeah. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love everybody. And but I, I just always try to make that clear. Especially on There's media. no hate. Yeah. Exactly. Because people take things the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, if straight people could do it, why can't gay people? It's not about that. It's about what seems like an agenda. What seems like, mm-hmm. all right, you're gay. Damn. Like, I don't, why are you forcing it? It's, yeah, it's like, being why forced. Why are you pushing it in our face? It's being forced. And then you have this, the, the transgender community where it's, um, you know, the women who make the transition into looking like a man mm-hmm. are now, when they keep their 
uterus intact, their fallopians, you know, their whole reproductive system is intact. So now you have the image of a man that's now nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's you see, what, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's becoming weird. popular. And it's again, weird. you know, it, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, these are the things that we've never seen before. And we have to deal with how we're going to um, sort of counsel our youth into understanding what the traditional black family, because that's all we trying to, as straight people, you yes. know. The family is important. Mm-hmm. The world is burning down. It's all kind of crazy, but the family is still, you know, very key, and we need to do that. And things like having these conversations, you know, you writing, you know, I'm, I'm getting into writing too. I just, I'm an Aries. I don't know how to keep still. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to, you know, actually write a book. You know what I mean? It's just I don't, you know, I'm always moving. I feel you. I yeah, it's, very, it's very hard. Yeah, yeah. Your, your mind yeah, is yeah, like yeah, my yeah, son is yeah, like that. He's yeah. just like. And that's why you gotta look that's into the school system. Mm-hmm. Look into the school system. You know, they have these, you know, young right teachers who's never taught in a black community, and when they get around a hyper black boy, instantly they funnel them right into special ed. Then they start medicating. I did that with my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Then, then and my what? kid goes to one of the top schools in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. high schools in Brooklyn. He goes to Brooklyn mm-hmm. Tech. They try to do that with yeah. my kid. And it's that, you know, school to prison pipeline system that they don't understand when you drug a child from youth yep. and once he's a teenager and you take him off the drug, he become violent, you know. Mm-hmm. You start committing mm-hmm. all kind of, you know, crazy acts. So at the end of the day, this is a system. And also, look at the charter schools. Charter schools, anywhere you see a charter school erect, you will see and in, in fluctuation in rent because a lot of, you know, young white teachers are coming from the Midwest, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, West Coast, mm-hmm. South, and coming into these neighborhoods. And every time you see those things, you know, it's always going hand in hand. Charter schools, inflation, and all, mm-hmm. all prices of rent, you know, yep. total, total appropriation of that area. And it's happening a lot in Bed-Stuy, where we are right now. Yep. And people don't understand, like, a lot of the charter schools are government-run. Exactly. So they're getting a certain salary yeah. that they would, the other teachers wouldn't get, and it can it cater it to a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This country is My a mother containment. was teaching in the 80s. Now, they wasn't getting anything. These new teachers for the charter schools, a lot of time, get privatized salaries. Yeah, they get money. They mm-hmm. get money. Now, <clears throat> you talk a lot about, and I always pronounce things because my tongue is like yeah, Jamaican. You say the 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 Schumann, come finish it for me, because okay. the last one I ain't going to be able to say that for the, sure. The, the Schumann resonance. Okay, can you elaborate on that for someone who doesn't know exactly what that means? Right, this is, this is a frequency that, um, uh, um, low electrical frequency that, um, so basically it's prophecy that the end of this year is supposed to be an event. And this is what is leaning towards all of this thing going on. And there's -hmm. supposed to be some sort of radiation, expellation to this planet that's Mm -hmm. going to change a lot of things drastically, DNA and all Mm -hmm. these different things. So that's pretty much, I don't want to... So not necessarily the world is going to end like people always say. For the good or for the bad? I don't want to go too much into that. No, you have to. We want to know. I know, but listen, this is, it takes a very you know long time to really explain it properly mm-hmm. but as far as the prophecy and everything that's so, but mm-hmm. you know there's supposed to be an event that a lot of people are talking about on social media youtube mm-hmm. that's supposed to I affect us it. all you know mm-hmm. some more negative some more positive but it's all about keeping your frequency mm-hmm. did that event is just start already no no it's just gonna happen it, like an, um, on election day well it's supposed to Happen in December, so whatever day election day oh, is that's on November. November. That's November. Right. Okay. But so it's it's specifically put on that 
date or that month, not because of, you know, just people randomly saying, oh, it's December, but there's an actual reason why you're saying December? Yeah, because that's just what's prophesized. You know, people follow mm -hmm. timelines and things. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, the 2020 has been written in books. Mm -hmm. Every step. Yeah. From the bee, what's that bee thing that was flying around that they saw in Washington? Y'all know what I'm talking about. The killer bees? Yeah. Oh. From that down to. <laughs> it makes you laugh. But yeah, yeah but a, yeah, lot, of, a lot, of, lot of, you know, prophecies that's going on about, you know, 2020. You know, two books was written. Sylvia Brown is one of them. You know, she spoke about this in her book and, you know, a couple others. You know, there's a lot of lectures on this upcoming 2020 that this was all predicted. Everybody kind of knew, especially in that conscious community, that this year would be a lot of crazy stuff. Asia Aquarius is ushering in. A lot of things is being exposed. You know, they talk about pedophilia and all yeah. kind of different things in, in, mm -hmm. in, in Hollywood and politics and things, you know. A lot of documentaries is being made, so every, everything is like exposing. But we have to be steadfast because we live in a time where information is so plentiful and, you know, every, everything seems stimulating, but you have to, you know, go within yourself because you have the answers, you know what I'm saying? It's all in your Akash, your Akashic records. It's all within mm -hmm. you. If you. This is why I talk about meditation. This is why I talk about eating good, you know, staying hydrated, getting a lot of sleep. Staying around positive people, you know, coming out of religion and going into spirituality, so you could learn thyself, because we have the answers, you know. So when things when shit get crazy, mm -hmm. the most balanced people will prevail. Mm -hmm. That's why you you know every day we hearing what thirteen murders, fourteen murders. Mm -hmm. What's going on? No one's really mm -hmm. asking the questions that are not being asked. We looking at it, oh, black men kill black men, fine. No, there's something strange happening. Yep. Uh, you know, there was there, it, 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 it was strange that we, we was hearing firecrackers since April, yeah. nonstop, you know, nonstop. You know, this is a strange movie we in, and no one is respecting it as that. This is a movie. And Everybody has to exist. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're actors in it, and we don't know. No one told us. You know, that's why I watch movies like you know Truman Show. Go look at look at that yeah. movie again. Go look at the Matrix. Because it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of times, how they are, they'll tell you what you do. They'll tell you like what they're gonna do subliminally. Oh. They'll nine eleven. The yeah. They'll be like, it go right over your head. Yeah. Like, they'll they'll mm -hmm. make the drop a movie like the Truman Show or the Matrix. Oh, they're like, yo, this is what's going on, and what then people it? like, that's just the movie. And what was the Truman Show talking about? The fact that everything is controlled, mm -hmm. and we're being observed. You know. They, they show domes, you know, all kind of different things in that mm -hmm. movies. And now people talk about the firmament in the sky for the first time. And, you know, however, so, you know, a lot of things is being exposed, but you must be steady on what you believe. You yeah, have to this study. is like the first time we had like a, a leader really recognize UFOs. I never heard as much UFO, UFO talk before. Like the Pentagon is actually confirming a lot of extraterrestrial activity. So it's a lot of stuff going on right now. What I believe, and this is just, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but just what I, or not I could be wrong, you may not agree, or some people may not agree, but I really feel like everything, everything that we've been experiencing the past few months, from coronavirus down to people dying left, right, and center, the protests, Kobe. all of that, I feel like everything is controlled. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. That's I feel why I like, don't believe anything. That's why I never, I, I, you know, I'm on. And you've been saying that no. you don't. You're putting your mask on, but I don't know something ain't right. You've been saying that too. Where's my mask? Oh, it's right there. <laughs> no, but seriously, you've been saying it. Like something is not right. How is it that 
we had people dying left, right, and center in New York from coronavirus, right? This is March, April. Mm-hmm. When the protests start? Like, like late May, June. But, 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 but prior people, to that, where are the remember, dead people? Prior to that, remember they were like, New Yorkers are wilding out. Why y'all and, not staying in style? And we were bugging out with the protests. And then where the protests the started and the numbers were still going down. So Where I are was, the dead people? So I'm confused. I said, I don't have, I'm not trying to say anything. It's a conspiracy. Because, you know, once you say something against what they say, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're wrong. But the numbers don't make any sense. Nick Cannon. (laughs) But conspiracy is reality, and what they tell us on the news is the actual lie. Everybody, you know, again, from when they assassinate Kennedy, you know, and the COINTELPRO and uh, J. Edgar Hoover, they created that term or hyper-analyzed this term, conspiracy theorist, so that any time you come up against a body of power that wants to lie to the people, has to lie to the people in order mm-hmm. to control them. Any threat to that, the first attempt, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Right. Why does anyone who blow the whistle, truly blow the whistle, end up dead? Like like the young man in California, the uh, cop Marine, you remember that guy that went rogue for like a month or two? He's dead? Yeah, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a shootout with the cops. And he just was like, yo, this is a lot of stuff Look going on. Christopher Darling. And this is was because he was trying to defend. He was like trying to tell his um, the other people in his job that like, well, someone was doing something wrong. And then they was like, you shouldn't be telling. And then that's when they put pretty much like turned his back against them. Right. I have a lot of empathy yeah. towards. And they, they took away like officers. all of his like benefits. All of that. Black okay. officers that's working. In, you know, Why? Uh, Why do you say that? Because it's, it's a tough job to, you know, deal with a career that is a very powerful career. It's a very attractive career. You get a gun, you get a badge, you get a lot of perks, right? Now they're giving you, what, 90 after five. So at the end of the day, that sounds like a nice career. So, you know, but when you work in a system that you know is already corrupt, mm-hmm. you have to, in a sense, agree to kind of turn your head to corruption. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, though, because I used to and work with the we- NYPD. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. You could. We both used to work yeah, for the NYPD. Oh, oh, you want to make a snitch? <laughs> <laughs> when we were in college, I met both of these young men in college, by the way. Nice. Um, nice. So we were working for the NYPD, and some people really believe what they're doing is correct. Like, they don't yeah. believe in yep. this whole, but there's other people like me and him. Like, this is how we, we, we had a click. I'm like, I'm like, I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, we can't do I'm this not, shit. I'm not doing this shit. We can't do this, bro. But let me ask you. So you see how they made a conscious decision like, you see how they made a conscious decision like, this is not me, it doesn't sit right in my spirit, it's Mm -hmm. not for me, and walked away. How can you feel sorry for these people who remain in these positions, seeing all the injustice, all the evil, dark things that they do, and still sit in those positions? And, And again, that's the question that, you know, we all need to, because at the end of the day, there's a lot of black, white, Asian, you know, that are good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, right, and then there's a lot that who are Black, bad. white, Asians right. that are black. So mm-hmm. again, we dealing with people who accept, I'm gonna turn my head, I'm gonna enjoy the fruits of you know this, this profession mm-hmm. by just minding my, my business. I notice a lot of people who do wanna speak up, they, they have a hard time at this, in this career. So it's a battle every day, and this job needs to be done. But if every 
<laughs> every black person who became a police officer walked away at the side of corruption. There'd be no black cops. And then I understand yeah, I mean. the importance of that also. Right. Yeah. What do you do? We know the, poli- the, 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 the system of policing. We know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know how it feels. At, at any point, driving a vehicle in this country as a black person, but it's particularly, woman, but, but yeah. particularly black men, because mm-hmm. the aggression is so heavy, mm-hmm. especially growing up in Brooklyn. There's for no reason if both or all my taillights working, if my headlights is on, my seatbelt is on. Your car too nice. When I'm driving, so and the police driving this eye way, contact, and he looks at me, mm-hmm. and you expect him to bust a U-turn, and he does <laughs> and it. He does it. Yeah. And, and, and now <laughs> you're gripping on the steering wheel like anxiety. You're going, you're going it's, fuck. It's, anxiety. It's, it's enough. It's fucked up. So why are you following me? Then they come and tell you, well, you know, your headlight was No, you're lying, bro. It's the headlight up. work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the sight of us, they follow us and harass us. This causes a lot of stress mm-hmm. and, in the body. And, and then right now with everything going on, with people being literally slaughtered by the cops, Breonna Taylor, her the, the officers who killed her, is still out. But with people being slaughtered by the cops or whatever, can you imagine a black person right now just driving, getting pulled over? I can't even imagine the anxiety that you don't even know that you have that comes up in a simple little situation oh just a speeding ticket but you just have so much things go through your head while you waiting on this person to walk up to your car that's not normal it's not but this is like the argument that people of color have in the nypd let's change the narrative from the inside out let's be the one to pull you over and not overreact like someone that's not from our culture but them not send the people them they're not sending the people from our culture to our neighborhoods to pull us over. That's also they're part not. of the problem. But then you also might have a guy like the um, young man, the lieutenant, the Haitian lieutenant Raymond, mm-hmm. who's now running for like city council, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he actually saw what was going on with the NYPD, and now he's trying to make changes on a corporate political level. And I'm sure they try to blackball him. He oh, was, of course. He you, you, did y'all see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. The documentary? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, Crime just, and Punishment, if y'all didn't see it, it's a, go, it's a very good documentary. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I think I know it's on Hulu for a fact. But um, they were trying to expose the quota system, which me and him knew about because I was heavy when me yep. and him were there. Mm-hmm. They said a lot of things I mean, that y'all gotta are disclosed. talk about these things because y'all went in there, so y'all know. I mean, we we seen a lot of things that just wasn't out to the public, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that we, who, the people who we were working with and like their decisions in like society was for like the, the police agenda, like heavily. So we would be like the underdog or the ones right. that they would look over heavily. And then they'll, they'll be training us to be, to be that next. And I'm like, yo, I can't, we can't, I can't do this. Right. It I was tempting because as you said, about the benefits and they throw money, the they, they throw money at you, the pension, all of that. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, I have a lot of friends who are cops. Like, my best yeah, friend is wow. a detective. That just goes to the too. core of who you guys are. You have to be able to take the responsibility to protect your own energy. Like, if this mm-hmm. is not good for your energy, I don't care what they throw in front of you. Yeah. I would have been miserable. But... I will say this though, he definitely helped. My friends helped us a lot get out a lot of hot water. Yeah. So I see from that perspective why you would want to be part of that organization. I mean, every time I get pulled over, looked, stuff could have definitely went left. Whenever I get pulled over, I pray that it's a black cop coming out the car. Ain't that some shit? Well, what I pray for that it's not a black and a white cop. Yeah, because that could be a problem. Because I you saw find what that the, with black the black cops, cops are always. Right? 
extra aggressive. George Floyd, the black cop, two things happened. He was new and he was outnumbered. So he just kind of went along with whatever they, whatever they was doing. I don't believe so nothing about that at all. That case? Or what I just said. I'm seeing videos no, about it about being a body case. double. Oh, There's body no. doubles going that, on that, in that, there. That's, that, what do you mean? That whole entire thing is... Elaborate don't on believe, that for don't me believe, because... Don't believe anything you see on this TV this year at all. Mm -hmm. So you're saying yeah, George so Floyd was never killed or... I'm or a sacrifice. I'm going to send you some, some documentaries on this, bro. I'm going to send you some too because I went on his page. Yeah, I saw I a few. I need to hear about this. <laughs> I, that's why the Reds are so high. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yo. It's um, ridiculous. What, what, what this TV is doing is making all of this possible. Mm -hmm. So America believes in TV. Mm -hmm. That's why you have the multitude of the majority of people is, mm -hmm. you know, going along with, with this narrative. You know what I mean? Now, what, what I, with all the little, because like I said, I've been researching, mm -hmm. but all the little things that I've grasped over this weekend, one thing that is sticking with me is how all of this, the race war, the this, the Karens, all of this that we're seeing in the media just flushing on us, um, but there's a lot of pedophilia going on, mm -hmm. but we're not seeing none of that. One of my topics for today was supposed to be about the Wayfair scandal. I don't know if you saw that, where they're, they're Some uh, allegedly yeah. selling kids, girls, the, and boys. Under the mask of high-end furniture. Furnitures, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So your name is Khalees. They kidnap you, have you somewhere. And on Wayfair, there's a couch called Khalees. the Khalees. Yes. Yeah, for $12,000. Yeah. For $15,000, yeah, $20,000. I can't be more than that? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, somehow that scandal, I, I, I saw it a little bit. Before I started researching for this weekend, I saw it. And I'm going to be real. Like It was just like, hmm, uh, it might not be true. Come on. Who, really? How come this isn't being broadcasted more if it's true? You know, all of those things, which is a problem to even think like that. But now that I'm looking at certain things, it's like, yo, this country, I need to shut up. <laughs> and it's not just this country. It's, it's not just this country. I mean, it's I said enough today. Going on. But yeah, you know where I'm leading. It's not just this country. This is, that's, 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 you know, the things that we got to look at right now is, again, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming up mm -hmm. from the dark. You know what I mean? And respectively, as human beings, we can't look at stuff and just dismiss it because it's something we've never heard before. Or, or first of all, or it all doesn't of, make sense. The, any, any how you look at it, the people that's involved in these evils, these are the people who own the news. Why the mm -hmm. hell are they going to write themselves out mm -hmm. on their TV? True. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that, that they own their own media. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, anybody that got Propaganda. control of what controls the mind, they can do whatever they want. True. I have a question for you, Mr. Sanchez. What are your thoughts on the fashion companies being accountable for the systematic racism? I think the big issue with that is there isn't any like diversity and inclusion. So and then these big meetings, there aren't that many of us there. And if there is, they depend all of the answers to be directed to the one black person or the, the person of the African diaspora to answer any question that has to do with the culture. So a lot of times that puts a lot of pressure on them, which doesn't give an, an excuse, but they just need to be bigger people of color mm -hmm. in these big board meetings, these big board rooms. And we need to be shopping more black. Like, we shouldn't be depending on these That's big true. companies 
to address this. You know, like we definitely have to put these black dollars on all these other um, small businesses because the, there's so much talent out here, like raw talent that gets overseen because of the names. Can I ask y'all both a question? You know, because this has been on my mind too. How can we get black people to start to feel uncomfortable about the fact that they spent so much on Louis <laughs> and Gucci mm -hmm. and take pride in something that's black owned because it has to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. If we're gonna make black designers as popular as Gucci and Louis, and then why are those clothes popular to us in the first place? We have to start asking ourselves those questions. Mm -hmm. But how can we get the majority of human black people to stick to their own people's high-end fashion and right. invest the same money? Or should black people charge black people less for really nice things? You know, yeah, so yeah. right, that, and right. these types of conversations, especially you know, look at Kanye, look at his um, you yeah, know, his, easy to foolish. right, a lot of things that he spoke about out loud, as far as seeing um, you know, not enough diversity in fashion and different things like that, and what he had to go through just to get where he's at. You know, how do y'all feel about you know stuff like that? But with Kanye though, as he made a mimic of being a black designer, honestly, to say I would never spend. $350 on no Yeezys. I would not buy a Kanye sweatshirt, a legging that Kim Kardashian is wearing as a stylist, as an influencer, as someone that just loves fashion. Right. He made a mockery of it. So he kind of downplays the black designers like the garçons right. that are really putting their effort and their time and their energy and their soul into this. Mm -hmm. And he's only getting the limelight because he's Kanye West. Yeah. It's on. It's unfair. So it makes it hard for the real black designers that are really designing to actually push it in the consumer's face. Because when you think Yeezy, you're still thinking like Adidas or another brand that he already collaborated with. A lot of the black designers don't have that opportunity, so it's not showcased enough right. in our community. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we so we do luxury. Like my suits. They start at about like seven fifty, eight fifty, and then tuxedos are about fifteen hundred. As it should. Right. So, um, Brooks Brothers is one of our competitors. Yeah, keep going. So, Brooks Brothers is one of our competitors, and a lot of times, I've get people ask me for discounts, mm -hmm. or they ask, "Is there? Can you can you help me with, with the price?" Or like, "What else can I get with this?" I'm like, "This is what the price is." So right, we have you to wouldn't ask Brooks Brothers that shit. You Don't wouldn't. ask me that exactly. shit. Exactly. So I feel like we have to. Stop normalizing asking for discounts because that isn't a thing. It shouldn't be a thing because we have you, a whole payroll what system. You're worth. Yeah, we have mm -hmm. a whole payroll system, and if I give you a discount, that's gonna affect everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and to to go back to your question a little bit, I feel like people have to unlearn a lot of things they've learned about mm -hmm. what's hot or what wearing this Chanel bag represents. Mm -hmm. It's just a it's 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 a representation that they think it means something bigger than what it actually is. Cause me, me not own nothing at my house where costs more than my rent. I, I'm so, sorry, I just don't. No, but this goes back to what I was saying when the first conversation started. They stole our style and they're reselling it to us. So when you buy into those brands, you're buying into the Caucasian so or the upper society. Influence is important, right? So a lot of times, what we see is what we want to do. Tracy Ellis Ross has a thing now where she only wears black-owned designers on a red carpet. 
So we need to have more people like her mm-hmm. showing that as an example so that the young or like the, the consumers would be like, all right, I need to be shopping black only because, you know, the people who I look up to are doing the same exact thing. I think we got confused when Dapper Dan signed with Gucci, which yeah. I wasn't a fan of because mm-hmm. nope. I feel like that didn't benefit us at all. Nope. We're no, only going to put money Dapper back into Gucci. Yep. You know, and it was like, so this is, you got, you threw him the bag and now the culture is impacted by that. And I was like, damn, what if he would have started his own thing from scratch? Or he, what if he would have collaborated with like Sean John or like the um, Damon go. John from FUBU? That would have been a whole different perspective and then that would have empowered us more more designers to be like, wow, I need to do the same exact thing. Speaking of that, did y'all see um, the remix, that documentary yes, on Netflix with um, Misa Hilton? Lisa. Yeah, that's what I was just looking up, but that's an excellent documentary. Yeah. And, yeah. What's it called? I love the remix. Is it about, it's fashion? about fashion? I need to watch Misa Hilton, you know, um, the girl Puffy was dating with the blonde hair. She's mm-hmm. a mean ability. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she is. Oh, that I've, I've been she's nice. in this She's nice. You need to watch that. Forever. Yeah. And honestly, just being around her, her energy, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Like, the vibration that you get from her. Especially for someone that's been good, in the right. industry for so long who actually created the platform for stylists. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's always been that stylist. She's always been that stylist. But she wasn't in the limelight, and she was okay with that. Yeah. She she just did what she had to do, and that's what I love about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a she so, had to sacrifice a lot. Too. She did, of course. Let me ask a quick question for you, Stephen. So, who are the top designers? Because I was like, I'm trying to break the trend. Top designers that are of color. Or I thought it was off white, and to come to find out, he doesn't really own it, but he does. Virgil. Virgil. Yeah, heard he owns the trademark, but not the actual brand. Got a little complicated. Then I was looking up G Star. I heard Pharrell kind of owns it. Mm-hmm. Then I heard they're going out of business. Cause nobody's not really rocking G Star. I mean, I, I mean, I, but why? They make they make quality jeans. They do. I was about to, they do. I mean, That's the one biggest, of the best. So the biggest problems for us of designers of color is finding the infrastructure and like the finance and the capital to keep us back in, you know? So that's why I don't have my clothes in Macy's right now because they try to offer me a crazy deal that would have shortchanged all of my profits. Mm-hmm. And we would have been paying a lot more than what it is to be paying paying independently. And the same thing is in music also. When like these artists just they prefer to go solo or they prefer to just go independent because they losing money out signing up to these bigger these bigger companies. They know this now. These they bigger know forces. It they know it mm-hmm. So they didn't know it's, it it's expensive. Like manufacturing, payroll, like legal, all of that stuff. You need a lot of capital mm-hmm. for the comp- for the company to even go from like. 10 times to, to like 100 times that's those are big steps you need to get back in so these are the i think that we have to find more, more of these like grants you know more of these correct loans for for us and then the knowledge and the understanding of like who's going to help you grow the company you know because a lot of us don't on un- we're not privy enough to understand yeah. how to you know maximize a company to its highest potential and we get sometimes we get um just intimidated you know by the by the bigger dogs now you were talking about grants and loans during uh, COVID quarantine. They did give out some help to smaller or bigger businesses. How would you uh, try to help or give people advice on how to navigate with those loans and grants from the government? Yo, it's gonna be a lot of people locked up next year. Going on right now. It's a lot of things that you have to report to the IRS. They're gonna be like, "Where's this and where's that?" I barely wanted them to put that twelve hundred in my account. <laughs> but I bet you spent it like a motherfucker. That money is still in my account. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I, like I put it in this, this pyramid know, scheme, Susu. These people playing out here. I am playing with them. So this is why it's important to like have like mentors or like have 
people who are good with finances because if you don't have a good accountant, that money will fly away. Like you'll be losing it for something else. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to understand where the money should go mm-hmm. and try keep track of everything. Because you can't hide away from the IRS. My father is the IRS, okay? <laughs> how did your how did it go from you being you and then saying, you know what? I wanna start making my brothers look good. I mean, for for me, it was like it was for the culture. I think it wasn't enough um, black companies to that are, that were designing um, fine menswear clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, what are these guys wearing to, you know, to their birthday parties or like to these these black tie affairs mm-hmm. or to, to these balls? Mm-hmm. We we will go to ASOS, um, Zara. Mm-hmm. That's not enough, and mm-hmm. that's still putting money in the, in the white dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I refuse to continue f- funding the white dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, we have to create something. I want to be a part of, because you know, there's like the finance industry, there's medicine. I want it to be a part of the black dollar strength in, the fi- in fashion and be a part of everyone else, understanding that everything, if we all have the same mindset to support the black dollar, we don't need to be supporting anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I Killer agree. Mike had a, um, he has a show on Netflix, and like the first episode was like he would have to try to um, only use black owned products for 24 hours. Oh, shit. You know, and he had trouble with that, and he had to take a bike because there aren't any um, black-owned car companies. Zero. Mm. You know, um, the farms. He would have to like he wanted a barbecue, and he sat down and they served him like ribs. And he was like, "Yo, who? Where's this food coming from?" And he was like, "Oh, it's farmed." I'm. Mean, he was like, "Who owned the farm?" And it was like some white people. He was like, "Oh, he got up and left, and he was starving." You know, so Damn. imagine us if it's, we really challenged ourselves to like really bank with black companies. You know, really like. Go to black doctors and, and black. My dentist is, is black. Like my barbers are black. You know, mm-hmm. understanding like this is it has to start from small, but we have to be patient also because a lot of companies aren't back with the correct capital yet because we aren't supporting them enough. You know, so like I know a lot of us are so easy with sending sales through Bank of America and Chase and transfer money over, but what if we really like started using black-owned companies, banks? They'll be able to actually make apps just like Chase and Bank of America for us mm. to easily just send money to ourselves. I think there's an app out there. I got to research it, but I came across it the other day. That's Not similar to Zelle. Uh, nah, but, but the, ba- uh, the bank, like the Carver. <laughs> Carver's a black bank. Carver United yeah, One. Uh, right. And then they're a little delayed because they don't have the same access of these other banks that we use. You know, but imagine if we did. You know, imagine if we, we like enforce black libraries, you know, because yeah. I had to learn the African diaspora like outside of school because I was taught white white America history which was trash yeah, yeah and that's the thing that we have to understand about the situation black people is in in America because this is like a containment center mm-hmm. you know when you born as an American and the thing is you know being Trinidadian or coming from a Trinidadian family or anybody in the Caribbean they look down upon the black American yep you know and mm-hmm. the black American that's has a, a negative look yeah, towards um, Caribbean, Caribbean. Then the African don't like neither one of us. Mm-hmm. How did they do that? How did they? Because the, the the biggest black culture forms is the African culture form, which is their set unique thing with many different countries within mm-hmm. that. Then you have the Caribbean. Then you have the Black American, who is very special, mm-hmm. and it's not something that Caribbean people is taught because we're not looking at it from a history perspective. Look at the black people in America. You know. This is, this is like a containment unit. You could come from Asia, 
and build a Korean store and mm -hmm. take care of your whole family mm -hmm. and back in, in, in your country, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But y'all, they, they have their banks to come out here too, you know what yep. I'm saying? We look at um people and we come from the Caribbean or Africa and be like, yo, how you spend all your life here? And you still living in we the project, still living in poverty, and we don't understand the containment mm -hmm. unit that this country is in. First of all, again, look at our neighborhoods, you know, Especially, I live in Flatbush, but right across Kings County is Crown Heights. They have their own police. They have their own schools where they're able to teach their own curriculum. If you put black children in a curriculum that is literally designed to not teach blackness and to make the black male a child, they only mm. accept you if you are feminine or if you are a child. They don't accept grown black masculine men. Why are you thinking Hollywood right now? You do not see well-dressed, sexy, gorgeous men getting roles romantic, romantically connected to a black woman. There's all, the, the, the smoothest black man is always paired up with a white woman. Or a black woman mm -hmm. now in Hollywood is always paired up with a white man. So it's like this it's whole containment. Yeah, so the schools, look at the schools now. They don't teach us nothing true. Look at the um, food pyramid. They're still teaching us nonsense in the mm -hmm. food pyramid. Mm -hmm. They don't teach us alkaline versus acidity. They still teaching us meat is for protein. Now mm -hmm. we know that's not true now. Mm -hmm. You know, so all of these different things is coming out and when you look at the black American, he has been contained here in this country. Can't get loans, you know, you can't educate your own children. The police is always messing with you. It's soon the number one cause for most men in this country, especially cities like this, for having a record, is with the driver's license. We get pulled over so much and child support, you know, all kind of things. And we get this record, you know what I'm saying, over little nonsense, DUIs. You know how much my homies got records from driving intoxicated or just mm -hmm. trying to park their car and take a little nap. Mm -hmm. Now you got to, you know, right. you in and jail end up in a shootout like, in, a, like man, in Georgia. Right, so in at, Wendy's. You know, when we come from other places and we look at this black American, he's not able to get loans to open up these businesses. And a lot of the times when they do, their businesses fail because they don't get hefty ones. Mm -hmm. You know, look, go drive through East Flatbush, Mill Basin, all of that. There's hundreds of houses for sale all over the place. We can't buy them. Can't afford them. Yeah. I can't look every day them. like and fool myself. Oh, oh, it's just 1.2 million. Yes. Is this 895,000? It, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so when I was seeing all these protests, when I was seeing all of these things, I'm like, there's a lot of nice pictures. You know, it's cute. Mm -hmm. But no one, when they stopped to talk to CNN, they was like, yo, we doing this because we want, you know, to let our city know, like, yo, nobody's vaccinating our children mm -hmm. unless we choose to. Period. Or we're not, we're, we're marching because the rent is too goddamn high right. and y'all not paying us enough. This is the march to say no justice, no right. peace. That's not. A gonna... middle class citizen should be able to live here, buy a home, take care of their kids off of one job, middle mm -hmm. class, but you have a woman who was a third grade teacher, she waitressing at night, she got two kids, ask her if she's middle, she's struggling. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, look at all of the facets of this containment system that America is, how far the, look, Section 8 came through. Only women get Section 8 mm -hmm. apartments, right? Mm -hmm. Father can't be there. They ain't tell that to the Jewish, the mm -hmm. Jew. Or the farm wife, but the black father can't be in the home. Fine, stop. Cool. They're gonna call you so, anti-Semitic in a minute. Yeah, exactly, but this is <laughs> so. At the end of the day, you can't say nothing. You have these young men growing up in this concrete jungle, this hood. Without you know a I mean? father, without a father, 
They seeing a lot of sexual sexual things going on with their mothers, yep. the men that's coming through, their sisters. You understand? It's a it's, it's a lot of homosexuality running rampant in the projects, and you think that's the least place you'll see it. You know, you seeing it. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that's very painful about the Black America. But then ask who the Black American is, and that's a different conversation. That's a different research. Nobody's asking why is the Black American so heavily disenfranchised. Do you have a Do you have a Theory. Oh, absolutely. Or, I can't talk about it now because I gotta go. So I gotta work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I wanted to get you two gentlemen on here together for two reasons. Y'all styles since I met y'all has always been. Appreciate Thank you, man. Above everybody else, and y'all are also able to captivate a crowd with not only how you speak but how your mannerisms are. But also, I wanted to bring y'all on here to give hope to our youth in certain communities that you can get out. You're from which part of New York? I'm South Bronx. South Bronx. Oh, yeah, born in Honduras. And born in Honduras. I want to get into that real quick. Just a little bit. I know you're about to dip off. Mm-hmm. Um, what he was talking about, how they view African Americans. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, hundred percent. Because we're Hispanic, right? But that doesn't make us not black. You know, we just happen to be Hispanic because through the diaspora, we landed in a, in a Spanish-speaking country. Ethnicity, not yeah. a race. Yeah. Right. So. Growing up, it was the norm. It was like, oh, um, so it was like a thing where it's like, be careful, oh, who you hang out with because we don't we don't allow that here in this household. And the entire time, I'm like, oh, you talking about my friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But and it became the norm, and I realized it, it was like that in all Caribbean households. And I'm like, because we're Caribbean too, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I, as I got older and I got privy to like understanding what it was. You know, you get to it, things got became normal for me, and I'm like, no, this is who I am. You have to unlearn it. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to relearn stuff, and then educate as well. You know, mm-hmm. always like, I used to tell my mother like, this is what it is, this is how it should be, and then it's hard sometimes to tell our parents stuff because they're stuck in their ways from like years ago. Boy, you know, my grandmother's 88 years old, and she is an amazing woman, but in Trinidad back then or anywhere. Mm-hmm. She's born in 1932. So when you look at that, you'll still have certain grandparents and certain families that would much rather me bring home Kim's complexion than yours. Mm -hmm. Because they think the child that we produce is going to have a better life than the child that you and Mm -hmm. me would produce. Mm -hmm. Because that paper bag test. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a lighter child, they will get further in life. Mm -hmm. That's post-traumatic slave yeah, mm-hmm. to the utmost and this is what we come from the Caribbean with you know don't bring home no late for school child you know mm-hmm. in Trinidad that means no nappy head person because mm-hmm. you know? it take long to call <laughs> so then so then they become late to school <laughs> right right and then they end up late to school because they hear wow. nappy so at the end of the day you know these <laughs> Khalees these, <laughs> oh no you ain't had these to are the things that, that the these hair. are the things the sickness <laughs> that we suffering from from you know what TV has, and, and miseducation has made us look at ourselves as. That's why when we kill each other, it's easy. Easy. But to defend and, and, and against a real enemy that don't look like you, it's much harder mm-hmm. because Jesus mm-hmm. is the deity of the day. I want to touch on what you about this, the skin thing too, Chris, because I feel like that when I go to work and I'm on set, like I feel like I'm the token black girl, but I'm not the, the black girl. Like I'm not 
Shantiti's color, or I'm not darker. Like, my son is extremely dark, and I swear, when I was pregnant with my son, I, I prayed to God. I was like, God, please don't let my son be light skin. I need him to be dark skin because I love a black it's man. It's funny, a lot of light skin women say that. Yeah, my, my, my dad's a black with. man, my uncles are black men, and I love my uncles. I love how they look. I, appreci I appreciate how they look. I never wanted my son to come out like this, ever, ever, ever. And it was like, it's my crazy words. because our light skin brothers and sisters who are black, like, there's even women who used to down us for liking somebody Kim complexion. Mm -hmm. They still do. They still do. And it's like, but this is a black woman. Like my, I had an argument on Facebook a couple of years back and the woman told me, oh, you fake pro-black because both my mothers are light. Both my um, kids' mothers is lighter mm -hmm. than, than me. I'm like, yo, she's Jamaican and Haitian. Mm -hmm. That's because she light skin, you know. So when we look at a woman, we know if you're a conscious black man, all black women come from this shade all the way across mm -hmm. to the darker. We could be able to love all, why? But they complexion shaming. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you like a light skinned girl, or like a light yep. dark skinned it girl. It's weird. It's, these are black people. We come in all of these colors, yep. you know what I'm saying? And, and then also the crazy thing, I think when we think black, we think like Western Africa mm -hmm. or maybe Central, because yeah. in the East Africa or Northern, they're a little lighter. Yeah. Right. So really what is black? Right. But like once again, I just want, like I said, I brought you guys on here just to give inspiration to the youth because you really got to stop this black on black crime shit. Absolutely. This shit is crazy. Absolutely. It's too much. Too rapid, and you know we minimize and account of our, our soldiers. We are black men make up six percent of the American population. We make up fifty-two percent of the prison inmate mm. population. So I want mm. y'all to kind of look at the number. Mm. Then they have uh, the ratio of female to males in the black diaspora is eleven to one. So there's a lot mm. of di um, disparity going on in relationships because, I mean, obviously there's eleven to y'all to one black man. Mm -hmm. I said that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, it's leading competition between y'all, yeah. friction mm -hmm. between women. Mm -hmm. That's why women's out here willing to show so much and mm -hmm. give so much of themselves. And then, not only that, we have to deal with the fact that they are emasculating. Mm -hmm. I keep saying that wrong. Yeah, that's, <laughs> They're that's... emasculating our men, so there's really not much for us to pick from because... Right. Our brothers want to be like us. Now, the alpha male, the one who's attractive, got a good career, he's a good father. No one's asking what his reality is like out here. How rough it is to <laughs> choose. Yeah, right. because every woman, I mean, the elite ones. Oh, you talking want about his problems and what he goes through having yeah, to choose so many women? Nobody ain't talking about <laughs> his issues. You Listen, I, mean? I want to thank you guys so much Appreciate for coming it. down My and brother. sitting with us. Appreciate I really want this to go longer. Yeah, we're um, we gonna bring them but back. We, we gonna we gonna have another chance. I know there's a lot of things that we could get into, yes, especially. Yes. Where I really want to get into the sh the shoe. <laughs> Say, gonna, come we, on, the shoe man, the shoe man Renis. Resonance. He's just gonna yes, let me keep we gonna, going. <laughs> we gonna bring Chris back so we can really go into that. Definitely. But yes. thank you guys so much for coming down. As mm -hmm. usual, is your girl Shantizi. Your girl Kim Dillinger. Khalees, the beast, can we get you? Uh, my bag, I took one look at my phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>